This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, the 4th of July, we are talking about... <laughs> America's pastime, America's game, spice organization. <laughs> oh, man. Which was suggested by <clears throat> listener Kimberly. Thank you, listener Kimberly. I'm, I am excited about this well, one. This, this was a good suggestion. This works out really uh, uh, perfectly for comedy's sake. I mean, my gosh, could anything be less festive for the 4th of July? Or am I insulting your... I don't your, know. Am I like, yucking your yum? You, I was very excited to talk about this, and like I... I'm like getting ready to make some changes based on really? the prep that I did for this episode. Yes. Are you talking to the man in the mirror? <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm asking him to make a change. Is that how it goes? Um, I'm asking him to change his ways. Change his ways. Yeah. And then in the chorus you're going to be like, "Make that change." Yeah. Yep. Okay. That, that is what I'm, happened. I'm ready to be changed by I, this episode. Yes, I got. I, I went in the bathroom. I looked at myself in the mirror. Then I splashed some water <laughs> on my face and looked at myself again. And like, what have I become? Yeah. Well, and, uh, sometimes I think that of my spice drawer. Yes, exactly. What has this become? Yes, it, things can things can get. I mean, I guess it's because spices don't really go bad. Like it can just accumulate forever. Like yeah. I, I think. I think wife of the show, Lori, uh, and I were talking recently about, like, what do you think is the oldest spice in – or maybe we, maybe it was condiment. But anyway, but, like, you know – In your we, collection? You, you, I, and whoever is listening, we all have, like, either in our own home or, or like, you know, in the home of someone in our family, like, a 25-year-old spice jar. Do you want me to tell you what's the oldest one in my house? I do. So my dad used to always make um, his vinaigrette using Spice Island's vinaigrette mix. Oh, yeah. Or they called it like salad dressing mix. Mm -hmm. It was like powdered I just call it Gret for short. (laughs) Great. No, Gret. (laughs) Anyway, after my dad died, at some point I found in my mom's pantry an unopened, like still sealed thing of that Spice Island's salad dressing mix. Anyway, I now have it in my spice drawer. I can't bring myself to open it, and yet I can't also bring myself to get rid of it. No, that's a good that's a good heirloom because so it, it's small. It, it is small. 
It's small. Sometimes I, I, I don't know. I feel like I should just go open it up and sniff it though, because like I uh-huh. think it would yeah, remind yeah, me yeah. of my dad sure. in like a really good way. You could also like buy a different one and sniff that, and but then still. I don't keep know the, if they make it anymore. Oh, I don't know. I, I imagine they probably do, but I don't mm. know. It's a good question. Yeah. I just realized I need to look something up because we're going to be going down. I mean, you're already going down memory lane. And uh, my mom, I did remember to ask mom of the show, Judy Amster, like how how our spices were organized when I was growing up, because I only sort of remembered. Uh, uh, She says they were in a cabinet on a step shelf in order of frequency of use, not alphabetical. Wait, what? Say that again? They were in a cabinet on a step shelf in order of frequency of use. So I guess the more used ones were on the front steps and the less used ones were in back. Okay. Okay. So wait, are we on memory lane? Yeah, we're on now on memory memory lane. So that's basically, you know, I remember, I think we had a bunch of, I think I was going to say celestial seasonings, but that's tea. Like uh, it's probably islands. spice islands. Wait, so we're talking about, about herbs and spices, yeah, dried, so herbs, dried and herbs and spices. Stuff that you get in the spice section. Okay. Uh, did you have a lot of McCormick's? Yeah. That, that, I think of that being there too, or was it Lowry's? Yeah. Or did they only Lowry's, make seasoning salt? <sighs> I don't. I mean, they didn't only make seasoning salt, but I think they specialize in like seasoning salt, like dry rubs and and okay. you know steak seasoning and that sort of thing. I don't think they were a general purpose spice maker. Okay. So my parents had a. Uh, they had a two tiered lazy susan. Okay. So it had you know a bottom a bottom shelf and then a top shelf. Yeah. And I think they had two of them actually. That's four tiers. And I so I think that they had uh, an entire cabinet, if I recall, um, in my childhood kitchen was devoted to herbs and spices. And that on, seems like a lot of real estate. It does seem like a lot of real estate, but they had a lot of stuff, and a lot of it they didn't use. Yeah. And so on one shelf there would be you know one lazy Susan, and then the next shelf up was another. And I remember, gosh, there was always my dad put curry in his egg salad. There was mm-hmm. always that. There was always dried dill. Okay. I feel like this was something that I don't know. It was it was a very sort of was like, it labeled dillweed? It was labeled dillweed. Yes. Of course it was. Then I remember. Who that, do you think was the first person to call someone a dillweed <laughs> as an insult? Like it's per- so perfect. It is perfect. We also had this like canister that was much bigger than the other spice jars, oh. and it was a cardboard canister. And it was who was the guy who was known for blackened redfish in like Louisiana? Paul Prudhomme. Yes, it was like I'd had this white paper label with a drawing of Paul Prudhomme in like oh, chef's yes. wipes, and it said like Prudhomme's like black and red fish spice. Yeah. And I remember there was a period in my childhood when I was kind of into putting it on everything. It sounds good. Because it was wickedly salty. Like, it makes me yes. salivate just thinking of mm. it. It was so good and salty. But my mom still had those Lazy Susans when I went like four years ago and helped her move out of her house in Oklahoma. Okay, can I ask you some things about the Lazy Susans? Yeah. When you turned them, did things fall over? Things did not fall over, but things just rattled gently. Okay. Like, I don't like that rattling. It makes me feel uneasy. Yeah, I think I just came to trust it after a while. Like, nothing bad's going to happen here. This has been doing this forever. Yeah, I mean, maybe not... not that I'm worried that like something's going to happen with the spices, but that it might like summon an angry spirit. Mm-hmm. When my parents, so when I was like 13, they bought a new it house. It sounds like the approach of Jacob Marley. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or wait, was that um, who um, in in the Muppet Christmas Carol? Uh-huh. It's Jacob Marley and somebody else. Yeah, 
Anyway. I, don't, I don't remember the the Muppet one as well as the Disney one. Okay. Yeah. God, I love the Muppet one. Because because the because Jacob Marley was goofy. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, my mom and dad when they when when we moved to a new house when I was like in eighth grade or mm-hmm. a freshman in high school or something. Nichols Hills. They then had a, a drawer that was kind of a shallow drawer where you would lay the spice jars down on yes, their side. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And so they would be facing, you know, the the they'd be. But they'd be like the tops of the jars would be slightly elevated, right? No, no? It, okay. it was this was just a plain drawer. It okay. wasn't made to be a spice drawer. Okay. But what I found really irritating about it is that because it wasn't measured to fit spice jars, there was always like extra space at the top or at the bottom or on the sides. So shit was always sliding around or you would have one spice jar that you would like. Sounds like like a real Jacob Marley situation. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Jacob Marley was the one who came and told Scrooge that uh, his spice organization was unacceptable, right? Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that um, that that, was that the ghost of... No, That's, he's, he's, he's just, just Jacob like, Marley. Right, right. He, he's, he's the business partner. The business partner who introduces the ghosts. Okay. He's like <laughs> um, he's like the announcer at the beginning of, of The Tonight Show, who, like, special special guest, the ghost of Christmas future. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, animal, animal trainer, the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> and stand-up comedy by, you know. Not Matthew Amster Burton. No. Or uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? My that that tight five of uh, of Christmas Carol jokes isn't going to get me on late night TV. <laughs> okay, Matthew, how do you organize your spices these days? All right, let's get into this. Okay. So, I've got in my dining room one of those uh, you know IKEA shelves. It's the Ivar. I have devoted like one pretty large shelf. The front of it, the front of it is spices, and the back is shelf stable sauces. Okay. So I basically got the spices in two rows. They are not organized in any way. Okay. Other than I try and put shorter things in front and taller things in back. I don't decant things into other containers hardly ever. I try and keep it simple. Okay. How about you? So I have, uh, so the the kitchen in my house is still the original kitchen from like 1958. Mm -hmm. And it only has, um, it, it has like Five drawers in one column. Yep. Ours is the original kitchen from 1988. Ooh, I can tell. Yeah. It's got that really nice, like, 80s particle vo- board vibe. Yeah, those are actually newer. It's uh, newer cabinets, oh, so I lied. okay. The, the old cabinets were incredibly shitty. Really? Like, I don't know, like yard sale cabinets. That's not a thing. Like, I, I can't even describe. It was, it was like, well, they my- were put together by... I don't even know. Like, the, it defies metaphor. Well, the metal hinges of my cabinets have just begun, like, just snapping. Oh, yep. This happened to ours. And so I have uh, two cabinets of my, I think, five cabinets don't have doors on them anymore. Here's here's what it is. It's like, back in the 80s, you couldn't make cheap shit that was also good. Yeah. And now we can make cheap shit that also works pretty well. I don't know how old my fixtures are. They're those ones that are like black, kind of like hammered. They sort of look like they should be in a ski chalet. Nice. That sounds good. Well, I don't know about it. No, you should hang on to those as long as possible. (laughs) Well, they're they're all snapping. Okay, so maybe not that long. Anyway, so the bottom drawer in this... So, Oh, I should also say that these five drawers that I've got in a stack, they're also very narrow. They are maybe 10 inches from left to right. Okay. 
which I think is quite narrow for That's a drawer. That's pretty narrow drawer, yeah. For a drawer today. Um, <laughs> well, today, you know, like we've got these like massive ass wide kitchen drawers and stuff. And I mean, I don't, but I've seen them. Yes, I don't either. Anyway, the bottom drawer, Matthew, is the perfect depth for spice jars. Oh, uh-huh. so like to stand them up? So I stand them up. Now, do you and put a label on the top? I don't. So okay. some of the brands, like especially um, if I've ever bought, gosh, there was some brand. You know what? I think that like the Whole Foods 365 brand or something for a while. Yeah. I don't know if this is still the case, but for a while they had these like tin lids that had the spice name printed on the top. Oh, that's smart. So that was awesome. I still have a few of those, and I just keep refilling them out of spices from the bulk section. (laughs) Refilling them out of spite. (laughs) Out of spite. I'm not going to buy more of these at Whole Foods. No way. Anyway, like my my, um, crushed red pepper flakes are that way. Yeah. So I just keep buying red pepper flakes in bulk and putting them in there. But anyway, for the most part, um, like we did a Spice Islands ad. And so I have a lot of Spice Islands ones. and Those all look the same from the top. Yeah. But again, the ones that I use most frequently, kind of like with your mom. I mean, if you go high up enough, all spices look the same, like from 10,000 feet. (laughs) So kind of like your mom, all the spices that I use the most are are toward the front. Uh Uh-huh. So my cumin is there, red pepper Yeah, let's talk about this. I I put this down lower in the agenda, but let's talk about it now. What are your most used spices? Definitely cumin seed, ground cumin, ground cinnamon, uh, red pepper flakes, uh, my black pepper corns, which I use for refilling Mm -hmm. my pepper mill. And then, hold on, wait, I'm not totally done with my spice drawer organization. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. So toward the back, toward the back, there is um, a section where I've got like one of those like... um, pint size like deli cups okay like you would get at the olive bar or something at yeah, your yeah yeah your grocery store and in that i sometimes stack the little baggies from the bulk spice section okay the ones that i just don't use enough of to ever buy like a whole container sure. of them and i'm also not gonna like decant them like into something whole else cloves exactly so so i do definitely have this annoying little like uh you know vessel filled with these baggies but my grocery store does at least have like baggies that will lie flat with a zip top yeah instead so of little ones with interesting a you tie. say that because like i have back stock of a few spices but they're in like larger and more like stiff cellophane bags and there's like no that. good way to store those. And so this is this is the realization that I was coming to is that my spice jars are organized fine, but my backstock of spices and things that don't fit into jars are a disaster that has to be dealt with. I think that I have dealt with this by not having a backstock. Yeah, I've dealt with this through denial. I definitely, especially if it's something I know that I don't use a ton of, like I only buy a little bit of it in the Mm -hmm. bulk section. And then also, I, uh, the same way I kind of don't like having flavored oils and stuff like that around, I don't like spice mixes like i don't ever yeah i, I don't, don't ever have buy much in the way of spice mixes and i sometimes i'm given them as gifts and they're really nice but i don't know what to do with them because i'm not used to cooking with them so those i have to say i will give them like a year in my drawer at most and if i'm not using them i get rid of them instantly and so this way i never have spices that are overflowing out of the drawer so uh, we order spices, spices from Penzies.com, and uh, they will often include a free sample of some kind of spice mix. I noticed on our shelf there's one called Pie Spice that it looks like we've used quite a bit of. 
I'm impressed you wrote the date on the label of when you opened oh, it. Oh, yes. Wait, Matthew, so here's a question. Mm-hmm. Why do you buy, do you think that the spices from some place like Penzi's or here in Seattle, World Spice, do you think that they are markedly better than what I'm buying in the bulk section at my grocery store? I think Overall, probably not. Okay. I think it varies from spice to spice in the same way that like some fruits and vegetables are markedly better at the farmer's market than at the grocery store and some are not. Like I'm pretty sure that like, you know, the the grocery store cinnamon that I'm buying, I think is pretty ordinary. Yeah. So the Penzi's Vietnamese cinnamon is really good. Yeah. So I think, but I think I just don't care enough. But also it's cheaper. Although I don't know if it's cheaper than the well, bulk section. Yeah, Probably not. It, I mean, well, especially if I'm only buying it as I need it, yeah. really. No, that's, I, I, I approve. don't know. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So according to an article in, in uh, thekitchen.com, which we'll link to, uh, my way of organizing spices is the best way. Oh. Um, I'm yours, well, too. Aren't you fancy? Go uh, on. Darla Demereaux of Heartwork Organizing in the article said, decanting spices into matching jars is not only time-consuming, but it's also costly and wasteful. It may look beautiful in magazines, but it doesn't hold up in real life. Buy it. Yeah. I buy it. The only things that I decant into jars are like... Um, Steel cut, like things that we use all the time, like steel cut oats, I will put in like a quart size mason mm-hmm. jar on the counter or salted nuts that we're snacking on. Do you think of those things as spices? Shut up, Matthew. I'm just um, talking about decanting. No, no, that's true. We should save it for the decanting episode. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so, so, so there is this um, extremely wonderful human who I don't know, but who has loaned me her house a couple of times oh, to sure, go sure, right sure. in it. Um, yeah, what's her spice cabinet so like? She is an avid cook. Uh, she's a writer and an avid cook, and she has a you know uh, like a magnetic. Uh, sheet that is like she's she's got a piece of metal that is screwed onto her kitchen wall and she's got those magnetic uh, little cylindrical containers yes. mm-hmm. that that she's got stuck to it and yeah. then she's used a label printer or label maker and has labeled each of them so now I like those and I have a couple of them on my fridge for just for certain things that I use a lot yeah like cumin baking soda baking powder cornstarch. So, it, okay, it bothers me that they they 
are stored sideways, it makes me feel like, especially with things like cornstarch that have these tiny, tiny particles uh-huh. that they're getting all over the lid. And then when you open it, like you're constantly going to be like leaving cornstarch on the counter and stuff this from the true. lid. The other thing that is the magnet me. peels off after a while. I, you know, so I don't but, know. Yeah, I, they're not great. Like when I first got some, I was like, this is going to be my new spice regime. And, you know, I got a few of them and they're okay. I went through a period once of buying little, um, you know, little aluminum containers that were about the size of the ones you've got on the side of your mm-hmm. fridge. These little, like, you know, uh, cylinders. Yeah. And I labeled them and I decanted like some the spices size of into a can them. of condensed milk. Yes. This was like 10 years ago. I bought a bunch of them. I labeled them and I put my spices into them. And I have to say, I have one by one retired all yeah. of them. I just find it really annoying. Like I like storing them in what they came in or if it's like a new, like something I don't use much of. Well, I just keep the little baggie. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. You know, the people at World Spice, and I'm going to yeah. call them out for this because Uh-oh. this was very, this this was a long time ago and I've harbored this grudge okay. ever since. Let's spill that tea. So there was this, this uh, person working there who my mother and I were in there and we were buying some of their really nice like Saigon cinnamon. Yeah. And this person was like... When you get home, you need to right away dump uh, this this uh, this plastic bag of, of cinnamon that you've just bought into a glass container mm-hmm. because it's going to lose all of its scent if you leave it in the plastic. Yeah, probably Let's not. Let's discuss. What the hell? I like ever since I've been like that is total BS. Like that uh, is it just me or is that like unscientific? I I think that's unscientific. I mean, plastic bags do breathe to more or less an extent depending on how thick the plastic is, but you're you're not going to lose all the volatile organic compounds in your in your cinnamon through through the plastic bag in a period of like months. Okay. Do you when when do you dispose of your spices? Do you ever just go through and like do a little spice purge? Okay. Do you want to know the truth? I do. Once a year. And do you do you put this on the calendar? I think this is like whenever, a New Year's whenever, Day. N- no, I mean we tend to do it every fall, like in in preparation for the holiday baking season. Okay. Because uh, we want to have like the new crop, not new crop, oh, just geez. a new shipment of uh, of cinnamon, cloves, allspice, the baking spices, pie okay. spice. Um. But whenever I've mentioned this is to to everyone I've ever mentioned it to mention this to this is the craziest thing I do. Like it's hmm. it seems so extra. I think that there I think you do a lot of crazy things. I think things, so too. Honest, but this but... is the thing that really gets a reaction from people. Um, uh, no, I I aspire to this. I have a less systematic way of doing it. Like if I can't remember, like well, I write the I write the date on the label. That's really, I, I I think that is something that I could stand to do more of in general with my food storage. Sure. Writing dates. I'm bad about doing it for freezer bags. Like I always get, like I've gotten better at it, I think, but I'll still like, you know, put the thing in the freezer bag and be like, I'm not going to write on it. I'll just know what this is and use it soon. And then I look at the freezer and there's just like lumps. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've now lived in. Three different centuries. I think I've only lived in three different places in Seattle, maybe, Mm -hmm. which seems like not very many. This is my fifth. Okay. I've lived in three here in 17 years. And whenever I open up the spice drawer, if there's something in there that I can remember seeing in like my first apartment or my second apartment, like that, that something that I remember moving with me into my house. 
I I think it's time to let it go. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. But in general, like I, you know, the, the, the jar of turmeric that I'm using, I bought it. Trader Joe's a, a long time ago, and I don't remember when, but I've got to say, and I know that this is not popular because turmeric is like all anybody ever talks about anymore. <laughs> it's got so many antioxidants. You but, can taste them. But I use it so infrequently that I'm just still using this jar. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I've been doing more Indian cooking lately because I got an Instant Pot, so mm-hmm. I've been using more turmeric. I recently made some meatballs from Smitten Kitchen, which I told mm-hmm. you about. I think she called them like braised ginger meatballs with coconut broth or something. Ooh, if my website was called Smitten Kitchen and I had a meatball recipe, I'd call it Smeatballs. <laughs> of course you would. Anyway, these meatballs were delicious, and that was the last time I used turmeric. You can turmeric have that one for free and, from us, Deb. <laughs> and I feel like the, my turmeric was fine. Yeah. All the people listening to this show who are really into turmeric, yeah. or maybe we have somebody who is a who sells turmeric, sources turmeric, they are dying listening to me right now. I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah, I mean, your, your poor turmeric, probably no antioxidants left. <laughs> yeah. At um, least it's been stored in glass. Okay, so what about some other, like, have you ever used any of these other popular spice organizing tools? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the the in-drawer organizer, yes. Mm-hmm. I've, um, I've never had a, a drawer that was really big enough for right. that. The, uh, the Lazy Susan, the magnetic jars we talked about. Like, if you go to, like, Williams-Sonoma or, like, if, you're, if someone is putting a spice product on their, like, wedding registry, mm-hmm. like, often it's going to be, like, a revolving rack that has a whole bunch of jars that kind of stick into it. How is that different from a Lazy Susan? Does it hold them more, like, in a fixed position? In, it holds them, like, horizontally, usually, like, or, or like, almost horizontally, so, it, so they're sort of, like, packed into a cube. I've never seen okay, this. Okay, I have seen this, like... I, I'm pretty sure this is a po- is or was a popular Williams Sonoma product, and like it, it'll come with the spices. Like I don't think I buying don't, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't think you should buy a spice organizing tool that comes with spices because they're not going to be very good, and it's going to include a bunch of stuff you don't use. Yeah, yeah. In general, I think that I don't know. Cooking has also like the things that like quote unquote mainstream America is cooking in 2019 are so different yeah. from what we were cooking even 10 years ago. Much less vinaigrette mix. Yes, exactly. But it's, it's interesting to see what, yeah, I think that I probably don't use a lot of the things that I was using back then. Yeah. There's the, there's the bleacher style with like, like tiered, <laughs> shelves which i used to have and got rid of i have that and i keep um jars of so i like to make jam in the summer and i keep jars of jam on it in my cupboard but i have to say i don't think it's a good organizing technique stuff falls over it's it's just it's dumb there's uh the most popular the best-selling spice organizing product on amazon is called spicy shelf deluxe we'll mix we'll link to it not because we recommend it but because it's a funny name it's like an as seen on tv style product and it's like these wraparound shell like tiered shelves like like balconies in a theater that go like around the back of your cabinet Mm -hmm. and the thing i liked about it is that it has a before photo of like here's what your spice drawer looks like before spicy shelf it looks like a scene from the movie hope and glory it's like a it's a pile of rubble (laughs) <laughs> it's a post-apocalyptic spice scenario. It is. I laughed so hard. Okay. Okay. Let's link to it. Okay. I think that these days, I feel like you know, I've never looked at. I've never. I, I've never been part of a a like home renovation. I've never renovated anything. I never want to. I have to say. So last night I was I was cooking bibimbap uh-huh. for dinner, and I have a stove 
that has four burners and only two of them actually work. Yeah, so get a new stove, but that's not a like a full renovation. It's true. But I I just I did find myself going, this is getting really yeah. dumb. Like this is dumb. I need to shell out on like I need to spend money on this and I don't want like I don't I don't want to. Yeah. Oh, I understand. Uh, question. Has anyone sent you a dishwasher yet? Nobody sent me a dishwasher okay. yet. Well, but keep anyway. us updated. On okay. That. But hold on. So I, I also said Molly a stove. <laughs> yes, yeah, send me a stove. I have a feeling that IKEA or any of these other sort of like uh, places that are selling like cabinets mm-hmm. and like you know kitchens, basically, yeah. they have like now all of these really interesting ways for arranging spices. These like oh these things. I that, didn't even think to look at that when I was researching for this. So you know how you have this kind of skinny cabinet that is like you know would ha- hold sheet pans yes. or cutting boards or whatever. So Wait, it's, I hate that cabinet so much. Yeah, that, that's such a dumb cabinet. But I've seen things that are like that, like a cabinet that's very skinny. Yes, you and pull you slide it out. It and like horizontal spice jars. Exactly. It's like on runners and it's got spice jars that either are standing and kind of, you know, are held in place by like, you know, little railings. Right. I just, I don't know if I care enough. It's like, if it can't, if that real estate can't be used for anything else, you're never going to have the right amount of spices. It's either going to be too many or too few to fill the space, I think. Well, I mean, I think that if that fits organically in your kitchen, if you've got this tiny little sliver of space, like eight inches wide, and, and you can't do anything else with it. If you've got an eight-inch sliver, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Uh, stay tuned for Tales of My Kitchen renovation. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll which, do an episode which on that. Which I'll probably have savings for in, I don't know, maybe 15 years. Okay, cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll still be doing the show. <laughs> then we'll be, be cool. on episode like 2,500 hey, or something. we should do a whole episode about like home equity loans. Oh, yeah, for Yeah, sure. we could talk about that because maybe... Maybe I, should, maybe I the, should do that. Yeah, sure. Should I maybe. get a home equity loan? No. Um, uh, okay, so. Should I take out a line of credit? It, that's similar. Okay. Um, okay, so here's what I realized when I was when I was working on this. So you, you didn't ask me what are my most used spices. I'm sorry, Matthew. I'm, I am an asshole. What are your most used <laughs> spices? I'm so sorry. <laughs> What are your most used spices? I wasn't actually trying to, no, to no, please, tell elicit me. a breakdown. Tell me. Um, okay, here's the breakdown. Cumin, coriander, chili powder, Mexican oregano, uh, black peppercorns, dried chilies, red pepper flakes, bay leaves, Sichuan oh, peppercorns, yeah. and cinnamon. Okay. So here's what I realized. I use a lot of bay leaf, too. Right. So bay leaves and dried chilies do not fit well in jars. Agreed. So Agreed. And I, I really like cooking with dried chilies, and I'll buy like a pound at a time at the Mexican grocery, and that's a pound of dried chilies is a lot. And I just kind of sort of keep them in the bag they came in, like buried under and behind other things on a shelf. Uh, what if you de- what if you decant those into I like— I need to decant those into some kind of canister. Yeah, put them in like a quart, si- or, a quart or a half-gallon mason jar. Yeah, um, because then you can also reuse that vessel over and over. Okay, so I'm going to try this within the next couple of days. And I would say the same thing goes for bay leaves. Like, what if you put them in a, like, pint jar? Like, the kind with the, the regular mouth, not the wide mouth. Yeah. 
Okay. I think you could stand a lot of them up in there. It's going to be tedious as mm-hmm. hell. To so like similar, in. similar to the jar that, uh, that I'm keeping my sourdough starter in. That's a sneak preview. That's Ooh, foreshadowing. I can't wait. Okay. Yeah. we talked about it. So like, how often do you go through, like, here's the thing I didn't ask you. Like how often do you go through and, and get rid of spices? Oh, I don't do it systematically okay. at all. It's sort of like, just when just, you notice, just when I notice. Yeah. I guess like one thing that I feel like I do well, and it sounds like you do too, is like, I think a lot of people like maintain a bunch of spices that they really never use just yeah. because like they came as part of a set or you bought it once and you don't feel like you should throw it away like we're giving you permission to throw away the spices you don't use throw it away i mean so i have um i have a niece who is a really wonderful cook and um really knowledgeable about food and she worked i think one summer at sofra Mm -hmm. uh this really wonderful place in uh in the boston area anyway and she gave me some spice blends that she bought there i can't remember if they were made there or what but anyway they're incredible um like one is like a green chili cilantro like Mm, thing one has like dried crumbled rose petals and stuff I can't figure out what to do with these. And I've had them since June was like under one year old. Yeah, so they're not good anymore. Well, but I love looking at them and thinking of her and like how thoughtful she was. But the truth is, it's time for me to let them go. I open them up. I smell them. Mm -hmm. I feel a wave of nostalgia and I put them back in the drawer. Could you like turn them into like some sort of like wall mounted art piece? No. Okay. All right. So I have a, a genuine request from the listeners. Send us pictures of your spice organization. Yeah, I, I'm if curious. If that's not too intimate. I'm, I'm curious. I feel like the, there's there are very few truly good solutions that yeah. I've ever seen that don't seem like, you know, in an effort to like reach in and get one, you would be knocking over 18 others. Right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I feel I feel like I'm good about mine, except for the dried chilies and bay leaves and stuff that doesn't fit in jars. And I would also say that I'm particularly interested in, in people's spice jar organization that doesn't require a remodel. Yeah. I mean, because I'm sure you can get some seriously cool spice shit when you yeah, remodel. Yeah. But, but alas. But I mean, I want to see your seriously cool remodeled spice shit also. Okay. Like, okay. Well, th- and then, then maybe we'll start a hashtag, which is like spice organization remodel goals. Yep. Hashtag spice organization remodel goals. <laughs> it's one, It's trending. That's what it is. Post those at uh, facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast or, uh, you know, send us a photo contact at spilled milk podcast.com. Uh, you can also find us on the web at spilled milk podcast.com. And on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast, you can post on Instagram and add us. You can you can do that on Instagram, right? I I know how things work. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, what else? Uh, please leave us a review. Our producer is Abby Circatella. We give her five stars. Yeah. And, um, I, g- I give her six. We give her six stars. Well, we give her like five stars each plus a couple extra. Yeah. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. It's time for your annual podcast clean-out. Oh, I Uh hope we make the cut. (laughs) I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. I'm Molly Weisenberg. Uh, Okay, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.